0: Hi everybody, and uh, first uh, happy Monday, and also Chag Sameach. We are. Uh, most of the lecture will be about Purim. Um, I try to make sure it will be simple. Just to remind you, this week, uh, this Shabbat, we're going to read Parashat Tetzave, and in the word, in the portion of it says the Atat Tetzave, and command, and we know that Moses has not been mentioned in this week portion. Because Moses asked God to remove his name from the Torah uh, once um, he sacrificed his life for the nation of Israel. And the idea that God gave him that as a gift, exactly on his birthday, when we celebrate his birthday in the seventh day of Adar. And what was the greatest gift? That somebody who spiritually can receive is not to be announced in the parasha of where he belongs. A lot of time we think achievement means when we get what we want. Here achievement means when I can let I can let go of what I want. Now, the portion is talking about the Hoshen. The Hoshen was almost like a, a 12th type of beautiful stone on the on the breast of the high priest. Breastlet it's called. Breastplate. Breast and the breastplate called Choshen. Was to protect against the Nachash. The same letter. Choshen, nachash. But why on the heart? I mean what was the reason? You know when you look for the word. Happiness. A real happiness. the true happiness. You find it in the Torah. Uh, maybe one time. And when do you find it? When Moses negotiate with God, how not to be a leader. God tried to convince Moses that he is the right leader for the Israelites, and Moses tried to negotiate with God that he is the wrong leader. and he said, "Listen, I, I'm not a public speaker, I have this issue, another issue, and for that reason, I cannot be a leader, and God keep telling him, you are the leader." Then Moses came up with that idea I'm the younger brother. I have an older sister and an older brother and my older brother is the leader of the Israelites in Egypt. His name is Aaron, the high priest. Why would I be the leader if my brother was 83 years old, I'm 80 and he's already the leader. I don't want to create issue with my brother. And the beauty of what God is telling him about his brother Aaron and he said to him, I love that verse, it could be the the most powerful three words in the Torah, he will see you, and he will be happy from the bottom of his heart, why is God saying that to Moses, he will be happy from the bottom of the heart, because there is all kind of happiness my friend, there is a nice smile, there is people who are making their teeth perfect, they are whitening the teeth, they are cleaning the teeth, look perfect, they are smiling, big smile, plastic surgery can give you the big smile, What's happening in the heart? What's truly happening internally? What's going on? Uh, not a lot of people can say that they are happy for another person or for a brother or for a sister. Usually there is something called jealousy that interferes. And when it's comes to Aaron, a Kohen, most beautiful soul ever, God sent us to this world. Aaron, the high priest, was not jealous. He was happy. If that's what the Creator wants, my brother, my younger brother, to be the leader, that's the best thing that can be. Because the Creator knows what he's doing. And that's the simcha, that's the happiness that Aaron has. And because of that, he was wearing, he was the only one wearing the breastplate on his heart to show the truth that, by the way, when people want to know what to do and they have confusion about business, about life, about relationship, about soulmate, they go to Aaron HaKohen. And then the breastplate will talk. You know, it will go on and off, like the light of the diamond and the emerald. And then they would know what where to go. Why Aaron? Because Aaron has no agenda. And eh, there is no agenda with Aaron. Aaron Love. Just love. And the beauty is about this weak portion, it maybe doesn't mention the name of Moshe. But it definitely mentioned all the work of the Kohanim, of the priest. And that's why. You know, I don't want to talk just about Purim. That's why I said I will give like two or three minutes or five about the portion because you have to give something that you do all the time. And from this point on, we're going to jump into what we call Megillat Esther and Purim. We know that this Thursday night is the holiday of Purim. It's written that the holiday of Purim will be the only holidays that will last in our universe after the Messiah will come after the all chaos will be over, it will be one holiday and one holiday over, only. Holidays of Purim. For that reason, we need to fully understand why. What's so special about this holiday? On the surface, the holidays seem like no big deal. I mean, with the COVID, of course, we're reading the Megillah outside, and uh, we cannot party a lot, we cannot do a lot of things. But the bottom line, you read the Megillah, Megillah is a scroll. And then you have a dinner. You know, a mozi. You do a mozi. And then you drink. What do you drink? Alcohol. Now That will last forever. That's it. That's Mashiach. That's the Mashiach we're all waiting for. That's it. That's it. We need to know why. We need to know why this holiday is so important. And what is the scroll that we are reading it in the name of God is not even mentioned inside. All the 24 books of the Bible has the name of God in it. There is one book with no name of God. At least you cannot see it. It's mystically there. We know that in Purim, basically what's going on, what is Purim exactly? As Rabbi Isaac Luria explained to us, and I'm going to read it to you. We're going to work on that together. Okay? On Purim, just to give you the story first, and then we're going to go deep into the deep Kabbalistic meaning. And hopefully, we all can understand it. Story, on a superficial level. Temple, first temple being destroyed. Everybody going to exile in Babylonian and into Persia. At that time, it didn't call Iran. It was Persia. The reason they call it Persia, because Persia comes it Paras. Paras means to spread out. Spread out. Why? Because they were controlling 127 countries. So it was a large empire, the Persian Empire. And basically after the Israelite, the Jewish, whatever you want to call it, left Israel for being in exile, they start finding that Persia was a good place to live. Life was good money was good, food was good, drink was good, women were good, men were good, and they start slowly, slowly forgetting about the mission of maybe they need to go back to Israel and build the temple again. They start forgetting about that because it wasn't a need for that. When you feel fulfilled, the danger of feeling fulfilled, you no longer have a desire for more. But you feel fulfilled, you feel happy. So it's a catch-22. If you're capable of being fulfilled and still want, you're doing well. So they went there. And they start to enjoy some feast and dinner. We don't know if all the food were okay there. We don't know if everything was right spiritually. But they went there and they enjoyed and of course, after they enjoy and having fun, Amen, the leader of under the king of Persia at that time, the king of Persia at that time, name is Achashverosh. Wasn't supposed to be a king, somehow he good. He got the kingdom, and uh, he was married to Vashti, that's his wife, and he like to have party, and like money. That's what the king liked. One of his advisors is Eamon. Eamon's mission was one thing. How can I prevent the temple, the second temple, from being built? And how can I kill every Jewish person that exists on the planet? He has has two missions. Not a big deal. Two missions. question is why. Who is this Amon? If you look at Amon, Amon was the 10th generation of after Agag. Agag was the king, I don't know if you remember, when God sent King Saul, the first king of Israel, and he said to him, I want you to kill the Amalek nation. Why Amalek nation need to be killed? I mean, what did they have they done? Basically, it was a nation that go to war with everybody who believe in spirituality and kill and rape everybody who believe in spirituality. And for that reason, the Jewish left Egypt from being slave, and they're going on the way to Canaan, to Israel. And they say they're very vulnerable. Let's take advantage of them and start killing them and make sure we confuse them about their spirituality. And uh, it's no longer a war against people. It's a war against the divine. So Amalek, yes, it's a nation we have to get rid of. But in the same time, it's a concept. Because Amalek also means doubts. Amalek also means bitterness. So we're getting rid of the bitterness from our life. That's the Amalek. So King Saul didn't accomplish the job. And for that reason, the generation after came Amon. And Amon has a desire, a passion to destroy those people that called the Jewish people. He was planning on it. He was giving enough money to Ahasuerus, the king. And somehow, our hero in the story, Mordechai, that we're going to explain why, and Esther, together, a man and a woman, she somehow sneak in and get married to the king of Persia. After he was advised by Amon to kill his own wife, and he killed her. So a lot of drama. I'm sorry if, uh, if it's too much for you. But it's just a story. It's before we're digging into the Kabbalah meaning of everything. And he killed her. Now he needs a wife. I mean, a king cannot be without a queen. And everybody's taking line to be, who is he going to marry? And he chose Esther. He chose Esther. And she married the, the most powerful king. Mordechai and her now working out. What do we do? We cannot just go directly to the king. And say get rid of your number one advisor. Who just gave him money. It doesn't look good. So we have to use. All type of mystical and all type of spiritual level. To prevent. And to eliminate the concept of killing. All the Israelites. All the Jewish people all over the world. And they accomplished that. Not only they accomplished that. even his wife and kids. Instead of. They tried to kill everybody. They were finding their death very uh, uh, much in the early part of the story and for that reason we're celebrating Purim not just for the killing not just for the for the for the thing we it's called we are celebrating the idea that things in life can change even if you're going through a very tough time and everybody's after you and everything is wrong in your life things can flip in a second and that's the beauty of the story. And that's what <coughs> this story represents. So keep it in mind that in Purim, Thursday night, hopefully we can make it online, live for all of you. And um, I'll try to make it not long because sometimes I like to stop for some kavanah, some meditation. So the idea is that you got to get into place when you're going to Purim. You have to be enthusiastic about the idea. What is it in my life not working? And I need immediate miracle. And, I, and the, I need it now. And on top of it, to tell you <coughs> that on Thursday morning, there is a fast. What is this fast? We're fasting from morning till night. Why? We call it the fast of Esther. Before Esther and Mordechai changed the decree, they say we have to eliminate the desire of the body. How do you eliminate the desire of the body? We don't eat, we don't drink. As we sin by party and drinking and eating and drinking and party with all depression and we forget about our temple, maybe it's time for us to stop eating and drinking just for a day so we will be ready for the Megillah. So those of you who are feeling weak to fast, please don't do that. It's not for everybody. It's only for morning to night around from the time you wake up till around 6 p.m. Okay, around that time you can ask more details if you want. And then when you fast, you come to the Megillah without food, without drink. Can you imagine? Tough. And then you meditate on that Megillah when we're reading it. How does that change your life? All right. Now it's time to jump in to the idea of a little bit of Kabbalah. As I say, I'll try to make it short to the point and not too complicated so exile what is exile mean? the Israelites were in exile in Persia but we need to understand what is exile I mean we we say the word exile but not necessarily we know what exile means because exile not necessarily mean out of Jerusalem you can be in Jerusalem and be in an exile so what is exile? Galut Galut means that the fulfillment the light Or if you want, if you know Kabbalah, it's called Ze'er Anpin. And Nukva, the female aspect of Ze'er Anpin, or the vessel, or the receiver, are not communicating with one another. That's called Galut. That's called exile. They are back-to-back. They are not face-to-face. They are Achor Be'achor. And when they were in Persia, that was the time that everything was back-to-back. For that reason, Eamon saw the opportunity. And if you remember, and you should read uh, Megillah in English as well, and I think we're sending it to you digitally, all of you are going to have it. So, this is great news, the first time ever, that you can have a true secret of Megillah with different meditation, so you can use it. So because they were back-to-back, Eamon said, wow, this is the time I take advantage of them and kill all of them. His purpose was never to let everything go face to face. What is face to face? Mean clarity, knowledge, connection. That's face to face. When it's back to back, that's called exile, miscommunication, sadness, anxiety, panic, no connection between the fulfillment and the desire. And for that reason, that reason, if you look at the beginning of the conversation between the king, Akajvaroj, to Amen. The evil advisor, the words he uses is very weird. He says, Yeshno. There is, those group of people called the Jew are spreading through the country. But the word there is, in Hebrew, you say, Yeshno. There is, Yeshno. Yeshno, tell us Rabbi Chaim Vital the Kadosh, Yeshen Avav shelahem. Those of you who know the name of God, is built from yud then a e, then vav then a e. so he said to Birosh, the vav is sleeping what is the vav the vav is the Eran pin is what nourishing the light into malchut into the nukva into the female so now if that's sleep say aman we can take advantage that the malchut will never get the light and then we will control the world and the world will be under the control of evil for the rest of the world's existence, God forbid. But thank God, miracle happened. We make it. We made it. So, so that's why the beginning of Amen was to say Yeshno. The Vav is sleeping. Let's take advantage of them. And if you remember, in the middle of the Megillah, the change happened the change happened when, when he said that Achashvosh couldn't sleep, and when he couldn't sleep, he called his servant, and he said, why don't you bring the memory book, I want to see, who are the people, who did to me a favor, and I never paid them back, and we know, in the middle of the Megillah, Mordechai is actually saving the king, Achashvot, from death, because two advisors tried to kill him, to poison the king, but nobody ever paid back to Mordechai, now, because there is code there. What is the code? It says and that night the king couldn't sleep. Couldn't sleep. What did he say? The king. Who is the king we're talking about? God. So when Aman say, Yeshno, there is, that's when the Vav is sleep. That's When the Megillah said King, we talk about God. When the Megillah said Achashverosh, or King Achashverosh, we talk about the king of Persia. So it's a code. It's all Megillah. For that reason, it's called Megillah Esther, Megillah of Esther. The scroll of Esther. But it also means, Megillah means revealment, of Esther means concealment. Now, how exactly it works, and what is the real miracle that's taking place? Well, there is something in Kabbalah you don't have to memorize it, but it's good to know that. That call it Yesod the Abba, the Yesod of the Father. Or Yesod of Rokmah, if you want to call it, but it's not exactly the same. Now, we know that Yesod is how you spread out the energy, the light. The light of redemption. The light that remove all negativity. It as a name, Yesod the Abba. That's the name, Yesod the Abba. Yesod the Abba usually spread into the Aranpin, spread into the Vav, and that's a good connection. Yesod de Abba don't normally go to Malchut, not normally go to the vessel, because if it will go to the vessel, the light of Yesod the Abba is tremendous, and doesn't matter how big the vessel is, it cannot contain that amount of light. So that Yesod the Abba, only on Purim, forever, and that's why this will stay till Mashiach will come, till the Messiah will come. It will shine in Rachel, Rachel being the vessel, Rachel being the receiver. And there is no way to contain that amount of light. So the entire miracle of Purim, the entire reason we read the Megillah is because Yesod the Abba is spreading through the vessel, which means there is extra of everything. Everything is extra. Mordechai, tell us Rabbi Chaimital Rabbi Isaac gloria. it's called Mara Dachia. Mara Dachia, it's a pure type of light, which is Yesod the Abba. So Mordechai, in the story, represent Yesod the Abba. That's one of the ideas that he represents. Esther, Yesod Ima, represents a different thing. Amen only want to eliminate that light. He said, I will do whatever it takes to remove Yesod the Abba. Because Yesod the Abba is more light than there is a vessel to contain that. For that reason, every mitzvah we're doing on Purim, the Megillah, it's not normal like Sefer Torah. We read it like Igeret. We read it like all over the place, those of you who came here before. We open it, we let it fall. Why we let it fall? Out of the table because it's, saw the Abba, it's spread more than the vessel can contain, it's not like a Torah that is contained within the chaim, within those wood thing, so it cannot go out, no, this is going everywhere, another mitzvah you're doing on Purim, you give charity, the Masechet Megillah, in the Talmud of Megillah, it say, when you give charity on Purim, or on the day before, starting even this now, when you give charity, you have to be aware that your charity you give this week is not just for people who seem good or perfect. We give charity to everyone who asks or for everybody we want to give to, if we want to give. But it should be giving. Why? Because that's the way you spread out something called Yesoda Abba or Maradachia or Mordechai. So in this time, you going in the street, you see somebody with issues and you're judging them and they say, I want $5, reach out, if you have, give. Don't worry about them. Doing the year is different. You cannot give to everyone. If the person is not pure or clean, don't give. But if you find a person, anybody, who wants charity in this time, you run after them and say, please take my $5, take, please take my $10. It's important, my friend. Please be aware uh, you remember that, because it's a, it's a, it's a game changer. Okay? a very, very important. What There is another mitzvah, doing doing Purim, manot, ish lereu. sending packet with food to your friend, to your community, to your street, to your neighborhood. What is that? Also, the extension of the light of yisod de'ava. Can you imagine when you make the plate, you have to feel it. You put three items, yisod abba. I'm giving. I'm making Yesod the Abba going everywhere. So when you give the charity, when you read the Begila, when you are giving Mishloch Manot to different people, that Yesod the Abba, that light that goes out of the vessel spread out, and that makes the universe a better place to be. Then we have something called Matanot La gift to the poor. Gift to the poor. When you either give it as charity, organized charity, We have it here, we have like a little box, so you will be able to do it here. Or you give it a gift for the poor. What's the reason for that? Very good, the same. Spreading the light of Yesoda Abba, spreading the light of Maradachia. So the entire night and the entire day, the day after, is all about taking this light and spread it out. Those of you who have to work on Friday, if you're a surgeon, go to work. If you're a banker, do not go to work. If you are a lawyer, do not go to work. If you are a tailor, do not go to work. If you are a rabbi, do not go to work. Any job by emergency job, forbidden to work on that day, because that, you saw that Abba of that day, like Friday morning, is defined the amount of money you're going to have, is defined the amount of happiness you're going to have, is defined everything you're going to have. Cancel your meeting, cancel everything. Because that yes of the Abba happened once a year for 24 hours. It doesn't come back. Neither Passover has it, neither Shabbat has it. Nobody has this type of light. And it's condensed. It's condensed. Now, the question you should ask: if that happened on Purim, why is it last? It's a great question. Why is it last? Rabbi Isaac Louri asked that question. This light is tremendous light. It never happened before. And never will happen. But why every Purim? we are experiencing the same light again. That, my friend, is a gift of the Creator. The Divine decided to give us a gift. We revealed it thousands of years ago. But the Creator said that that ara lo it will never be removed. will never be removed in that day, which is the 14 days of the month of Adar, the month of Pisces. Tremendous light, will never go away so once you see three stars in the sky on Thursday till you see three stars in the sky on Friday you have 24-25 hours in that moment you saw the Abba is shining anything you want anything you can imagine it's there but remember there is still more technique I just give you the idea the concept I didn't tell you how we eat how we get drunk what do we do There there is a lot of secret okay So the miracle that this is lasts forever. As we say, Because usually, I wrote in my note, This is just energy that lasts for a minute. But the Creator has mercy on us, and it will be forever. Good. Now we're coming to the evening. What's happening in the evening after you fast, and you're coming to the evening? You have the reading of the Megillah. If they're the Megillah, hopefully my voice would be nice to me and I will read it for you and I will stop here and there with the secret meditation. You're going to have it too, by the way, this year. Thank God. It's the first year. You're all going to have uh, uh, Megillah with uh, the code in combination and I'm very, very excited about it. When you read the Megillah, at that time, you've got to do something called Machatzit Shekel. Some people do it before, some people do it at night, some people do it in a day. You know, uh, try to do it, okay? Try to do it. Machat Shekel this year is $9. Every year it changes based on the meal for one person. That's how they decide, the rabbis in Israel decide how much is it. So it's $9 this year. You can give more if you want, uh, not a problem, but you cannot give less than $9. It have to be $9 exactly, and you take the three coins, and it's, this meditation exists within our new Megillah that we're going to send it to, you. and you elevate those three coins, and you give this nine dollar away, and by that you connect to Chaim, you connect to life on the day of Purim. That's one thing. Then we read there. You're going to have boxes. You give a charity for gift for the poor. You give uh, uh, Machatzit Shekel. This I already say because the word Machatzit. If you look at the word machat, it's shekel, You see that the first letter is mem. The last letter is taf, met, death. The second letter from the right is chet. The second letter from the left is yud, chai. So one say death, one say chai. In the middle there is one letter because the word has five letters. It's tzadik. Tzadik comes from the word tzedakah. And tzedakah is make a decision that you're going to be after life and not, God forbid, connect to death. After we finish reading the Begila, that will be a wise to give charity in the box, to help the poor, to do different things. That's great. But then we're coming to another thing. It's Achila Veshtiyah, Eating and drinking. Why we need to do this two action? Excellent. You got it right. Because you have something called Yesod de Abba Yesod the Ima. Esther was Yesod de Ima and Mordechai was Yesod de Abba. Now, when you And you're supposed to eat less than you drink. The drink has to have more, so don't eat that much. Uh, I'm sorry, I know you'll be hungry, but I think this year, Debbie's, because of the COVID, we order for you, each one of you, going to have hamburger vegan or hamburger with meat. So you're going to have a bag, going to have fresh fries and <laughs> hamburger. I'm sorry, guys, uh, usually we do it more fancy, but uh, it is whatever it is. I'm going to give you a nice bag. You're going to enjoy it. And you're going to wash and do a suda, suda mitzvah, it's a very important suda by the way, to do and when you wash your hand, you do that you meditate, that when you eat you have to meditate that is achal yud yudke, yud and hey, achal, eight yud is chokmar, and a hey is bina, or yud is abba, and a hey is ima, when you drink, you do the same thing, shata Shata kei, drink kei, drink Yud, chokba or Abba, a e Shata, drink Bina or Ima. So now you got the drinking and the eating. What do you drink? The tradition is to drink wine, I mean red wine if you have. Uh, uh, yes, should be kosher. Uh, doesn't have to be made in Israel can be, usually on Shabbat, those of you know me, I use only made in Israel, yeah, wine. And on Pesach, on Passover. I don't like to use different wine, uh, but uh, on Purim, you can have any red wine that you have. And when you drink the wine, I don't want to blow your mind, there is all gimatria. there is all secret there. Just try to think that if you take the word Yud-K, which is Yud dalet A and Yud, okay? And again, Yud dalet a and Yud, you get 70. And when you get 70, is the same numerological value of the word wine. Now, why are we drinking wine? Because when the Israelites were tempted to be part of all the party in Persia, they were drinking. So, this is a memory. Now, I'm not drinking like stupid. I'm drinking with the right meditation to tap into this. You saw the Abba that come and I'm going to drink. And of course, I know most of you know that the Gemara, the Talmud, in the section of Megillah, say, must person, to get drunk on Purim. But, Rabbi Chaim Vital writes, what's the level of getting drunk? And why are you getting drunk? Very beautiful idea, if you listen to it. I know that in some Hasidut, they drink until they throw up until they vomit. can do that. can do that. I know the Sabbath Hasidut, they, they dance, they do a lot of things. That's great. What is the idea of drinking? Why do I need to drink at that night? And then I have to drink again in the day. You have to drink two times. At night you drink a little bit, and at the daytime you have to drink a lot. Like really a lot. Every person based on their capability. What's that drinking? Well, The idea is like that. First, it has to be drink. So if you are into smoking, ash, marijuana, or something like this, or I don't know what you're taking, pills or cocaine, I'm sorry guys, not going to work. You need to do it with drink. When you drink, you have to think about that. You have to get drunk for the reason that you need to know that every time that you get angry, jealous, or have some lust that took over you, part of your soul is being taken away from you, without even you know it happened. And that part of your soul that's been taken away from you is held by the klipa. Klipa, translate into the word shell, or you can translate it, or you can interpret it into the concept of dark side. It's a dark side but it's a unique dark side that lives or exists because of us meaning the dark side will not be able to be exist without us it need us so there is many of those things billion of clipots many clipots and each clipa has one little light coming from different souls and that's how it exists so we need doing Purim and not everybody can do it to get into the bank where they stole part of my soul for all the negative thing I did in my life and it's all by the klipa, and I have to take the spark out from the clipa and bring it back home. Where is home? Your soul, your heart. It's important. Purim is important as, as you can see now. It's very serious and you have to do it while you're drinking. So while you're drinking Yes, you can dance, you can party. I mean, I don't think we're going to dance here because of the COVID. I mean, we're going to have maybe some music, hopefully, I hope, so to make the atmosphere a little bit happy. But unfortunately, we cannot do what we're doing in every year. So we will do it nice. Hopefully, next year, those of you who don't know Debbie's party, you can ask all over the world when Debbie back party. I mean, it's a real deal party, you know we did, David Me did party in the last 28 years that you never saw stuff like this before. You know, unbelievable. But we need to wait. We need to be patient for the right party to happen. Okay? We need to wait. The idea, the idea is now when you're drinking, you're going there. Now, if you get drunk too much, you're not going to be able to be conscious of what you're doing. If you drink too little, you'll be too conscious to know what you're doing. So, you gotta find the balance. You gotta find the balance. And those of you who wanna know what's the balance, you can ask my son, Rabbi Jian, Rabbi Yuda and he will tell you four levels of getting drunk. He will help you with that. The fourth one you cannot do. The first three you can do, but the fourth, no. You cannot vomit because that's when you lost it. You become like a monkey. That's what the Talmud said. You have to get into a level where you drink, get drunk, And you will be able to curse Mordecai and to bless Amen. And the question is, why? Why do I curse the good one and bless the bad one? It's because that's your inter-ticket into the arena of the klipot. Can you imagine that you need to be... uh, I I, I said to my friend Michael today, I said, I tried to imagine something modern from our time. How does it feel to go and sneak into the klipot place? I don't know if you ever saw the movie with uh, Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum when they are on a ship, like a starship, getting into the alien uh, uh, country or the alien place. I think it's called Independence Day, but I'm not sure. And they go in there, and they're supposed to take to steal the ship away from them and go back to Earth. That's how it feels. So you actually sneaking in Independence Day and sneaking in and take. What really belongs to you, but the klipot will not be happy. So why are you drunk? Because if you're drunk, nobody even knows you're getting in and getting out. But if you're aware, it's not working. If you are vomiting, not working. So it's just the right balance. You're drunk enough and you kind of like that and you say what you say. Good. When we look at amen. what does sound like? The word amon sounds like the man. Man that blessed Israel, that the Israelites uh, uh, received in the desert. The manna was food from heaven, the food of the angel. How can we compare Amen to the manna? And uh, Rabbi Chaim Vital explained that the word Man, from uh, uh, the the name Amen, is the first two letters of the five final letters of the Hebrew alphabet. It's called Manzapach. That Memnun is connected to Amman, but it's connected to choraim. it's connected to the negative side of those two letters. So amen will connect to that negative source of energy that comes from the powerful letters and powerful positive energy. In every positive thing, there is Ahorayim, there is the back. So in the back, you have all the negativity What's touched the klipot? Moses, not Mordecai, Moses was connected to the Mana, to the Memnun, that come from manzapach on a positive side. So now, Moses connects to the Pliyut, the internal meaning of the bana, Because Mordechai, the letter Mem for the word Mordechai, is connected to Moses, for that reason, Mordechai has within him the same type of light that Moses is, had, which is the internal powerful energy of the premute of the man for man Where amen has only the achorayim, the negative side of what gives nourishment to the positive side. Why am I telling you this? Because you should ask yourself, why amen just don't go and kill Mordechai? Why does he have to go and ask his wife, Zeresh, what do I do with this guy who bothers me so much? And the Begila said, everybody bow to Amen and Mordechai, doesn't even move, doesn't even bow to him. Mordechai knew that he came from the Memen Nun from Nansapah. But the preview, the powerful part. Power. And Eman, from the word man, came from the Memen Nun of the dark side of the of the two letters. So a man knew, amen knew that if he killed Mordechai, he's also gonna die. Because they connect to the same s- source of energy. And the Plymouth is higher. So he's receiving in a way. As much as it's making you upset. For Bordechai. And for that reason. He couldn't. He couldn't touch. He couldn't touch Bordechai For that reason. So it's tremendous. Avana, tremendous understanding. Of understanding what actually we're reading. Now. It will be uh, five sections in the Megillah. Those five sections corresponding to the five sefirot. It's ten, but you can say it's five. Keter, Ruchma, Mina, Zeranpin, Malchut. And those five sections is the five sections that we read together. We read that together. There is another little thing. You don't have to memorize it. It's a with Esther become the queen of Persia, she ruled under the 27 countries. And it says about Sarah that she died when she was under the 27. What is the code? The code that truly Sarah helped Esther a lot. She helped Esther in such a way that it will be Enough power for Esther. Even if she fast, Because she didn't fast for one day. She fast for three days. Can you imagine the smell of her mouth? Can you imagine how she looked after three days of fasting? Terrible. And at that time, she's coming to the king. Which is, you know now, what's the king mean? God. To ask mercy on her people. And she told everybody has to fast. Everybody has to fast. That's why we fasting in Tanit Esther. But we're not fasting Tanit Esther, you know, just because we want to be part of something so great as what Esther did. Now, so going back to the Megillah, the Megillah called Megillat Esther, revealment of the concern. Right? Now, you know why? What I share with you, there is so many secrets within the Megillah that we shock. We, we should be shocked about it. Now, If you remember, Amen. is now when you see everybody bow to him, you see only Mordecai doesn't bow to him. And the verse that he used, and all this worth nothing to me, that I see Mordechai doesn't bow to me. All this not worth it for me, Then you're going to see the new Megillah that we send you, as the Yud Kevavke, as the name of God, backward. Meaning, Amen try to destroy the world in a way it will be no spirituality. And if you see Esther, what she does, she say, I would like to invite uh, the king and Amon to a drink in the palace. If you take those Hebrew letters, you're going to see that you find the name of God, the Gamatan, Yud Kei Vav Meaning that Esther has the capability to change chaos into order. And that's what we're doing in the Megillah. When you read the Megillah, you change changing chaos into order. When you read the Megillah, you change your life. When you celebrate Purim and stop thinking about work, take a day off, we're all allowed to take a day off, work on Sunday, the miracle. Oh my God, dramatic miracle, dramatic miracle. Now, I want to go back to the one concept and then I'll let you go. Happiness, the roots of happiness. It's a that the way that we're supposed to celebrate on Purim, until I have no idea what's going on. What is Adeloyada? A human being has to reach a level of something called emunah a fate, a certainty above of what the human being can understand. That's the purpose of human being in it together. And the Sibcha and the happiness also has to be minadat above sefiradat, above the knowledge. How is that? What does that look like? Well, if you are happy because, just because Amon died, and the bad guys died, and now the good guys make it, not a good reason. That's not a true happiness. A true happiness is when you have cleaving to the Creator, when you connect to the Creator in a full capacity. That's really what a true happiness is. So before you enter Purim, sit with yourself, you don't have to smile to everybody, just sit for five minutes and meditate. And say, I want to be connected to the true happiness. Because whatever happiness you connect in Purim, that bank of happiness lasts for the whole year. So make sure you smile, make sure you're happy, make sure you are in simcha, and make sure you are capable to connect to that tremendous amount of energy. I'm trying to see if I miss something. I think uh, I gave them everything. I'm sorry if some of the concepts are new to you. But if you listen to it one or two times, you're going to find out it's not too complicated. And I'm very happy Purim is coming. And I'm very happy to see you. And I will try to do the best I can with the small space that we have in the backyard to make sure that all of you will be happy and all of you will have sandwich. If you know that somebody is coming and we didn't know, uh, I hope that we will order extra food and extra sandwiches. Uh is just panicking about the amount of people who will be there. We wanna give service, we wanna give you whatever that can help your soul, whatever that can help your body, and we want you to be happy for the rest of the year. And trust me, these 24 hours you should count on that. Because whatever you're gonna do at that night should be 30%. Whatever you do in the day after in the morning, that's more. Is drinking in the morning supposed to be I don't know how to say it. Yes, I mean, the Jewish law said you got to drink and eat in the morning. Yes, you have to do the same and even more. But I don't want you to freak out. Who is drinking? Well, if you feel you're capable of drinking and it doesn't affect you, you don't become aggressive, you don't vomit, you should do it. You know, you should do it. You know, it always should be a person that taking care of things and look around because somebody will have to go around you and see that you're drunk enough to say I'm cursing Mordecai and I'm blessing Amen you only can say it while you enter the clipot world and you're stealing your light if you are aware and you're getting in no good so you don't have to do it you just have to wait when you're on top to that level of consciousness by the way not everybody drink you know, if you look at Rabbi Naftali he just did she'akol ni'abit varoi, he drank lechaim, and that's it. He didn't drink a lot. Okay? I normally don't drink a lot because I usually fall asleep. So I don't want to fall asleep on you. I want to do the meditation with you. So, Rabbi Chaim Vital, the Ariya Kadosh, write, do not drink too much to become silly. That's what he write. Drink with the right meditation of the meditation I gave you. And I'm sure in the time of Esther, I'm going to be here to help you with that. And I want to open my soul to you. Uh, those of you are going to be here Friday afternoon. Uh, we're going to do lecha'im just before Shabbat. And then everybody can come and ask me for things that they need for the year, a blessing. And as a teacher or a rabbi, whatever you want to call me, uh, I will be there for you to listen to your issue, have a lachaim with you, And from that point on, hopefully the problem will not be there. Okay? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me tonight. And please listen to it again. I try to put all the intense secret into a very simple way of understanding. Thank you and all the best.